Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith. This is episode 157. While there is still time, take the time to say thank you. This is one of those weeks where God was working on this podcast host. I am not in any way, shape, or form the best at writing thank you notes. So some of you may have grown up in a household where your parents or grandparents or guardians, whoever it may have been, they may have been really good at writing thank you notes and they taught you to do the same. Now, my parents were grateful. That, that's a fact. They were grateful people, but they weren't thank you note people. Whereas I know there are some of you who you really feel burdened if you don't write a thank you note for most everything. I'm not in that camp. And uh, that's not necessarily a good thing because I need to stop and say thank you. And knowing that, knowing that I was going to be talking about this today, I felt very convicted that I needed to go buy some thank you notes because I'm sure I have some around here, but I don't even know where they are. That's how bad I am at doing it. And so I went and intentionally bought. And what I was planning on doing was there was one particular person who, looking back, God intersected her life with mine more times than I can count. And she had such a profound influence on who I am. God just reminded me of something right this very moment that I didn't even think of when I was writing the note. One of those crucial points in my young life where I could have easily really drifted away from church God used her to guide me back. So before I got to record this podcast today, I had to write a thank you note. I mean, I I knew it. Like, I knew it to my core. And what is, I won't say ironic, but what is so interesting about the weaving of God When I was a teenager, I was in a Sunday school class with this person as my teacher. And one of the projects one day was to write a thank you note to somebody who had had an influence on your Christian life. Now, I rarely remember pretty much anything from childhood, teenage years. I'm not real good at remembering things like that. And the fact that I remember this particular conversation now, almost 40 years later, lets you know what an impact it had on my life. So she gave the assignment to think about people who had had an influence on our Christian life and to write a thank you note. And I think the reason it had such impact on me was this. So I gave the name of the person 
to whom I owed a debt of gratitude. And my teacher knew this person personally and made the comment, because she had inside information, made the comment that at this point in the person's life, that thank you note would be especially important. I wrote that thank you note, like with everything I had in me, because I didn't know the backstory, but if that thank you was going to make a difference in someone, then I would do it. And then flash forward to all these years later, feeling so strongly that I need to write that teacher a thank you note. I may have written them in previous years because this person has impacted my life so much, but I knew today that I needed to make myself stop. And that's what happens with me. So I, I have really good intentions really good intentions that I'm going to call somebody and talk to them, or I'm going to write a thank you note or write a thank you message in messenger or wherever it is. But stopping and doing it is where I fail. And guess what? Intentions accomplish nothing. If you don't have any follow through You don't impact anybody else. And so originally, the title of this podcast was Take the Time to Say Thank You. But then God really got hold of me and wanted me to impress upon each of you, as well as myself, that while there is still time, take the time to say thank you. So... He just reminded me of something else, another example that I hadn't thought of in a long time. So my mother was very ill. And while she was very ill, I I had to focus. I had to focus. I was her primary caregiver. I was recovering from a surgery myself. And so I had to really put all my efforts into that. But I knew that time was short. I didn't really know how short, but I knew time was short. And I made a vow to myself that when my mother went to be with Jesus, I had three people that I needed to go visit. I remember two of them right now. I don't remember the third one. Maybe it'll come to me in a little bit. But one was specific. One was specific that he's reminding me of now. It was a gentleman who had been especially kind and a godly witness to my father. And I made an appointment and I went to see him. He's a precious man. And it was not long after that at all that he went to be with Jesus. And I I can't even imagine the regret I would have felt if I had tr- if I'd waited thinking I had time. That's one regret I don't carry. I did make the time and I did go say thank you not only for 
reaching out to my father and for the godly influence, but just the influence he had on my life. He was always so kind to me and his family as well. So I want you to go ahead and begin to think about this week's weekly assignment feature. My charge to you is say thank you to someone who has impacted your life, either directly or indirectly. And what I mean by that, obviously if it hit you, it was a direct impact, but it may be somebody who specifically reached out to you. So that's what I mean indirectly. Or it may be someone who authored a book and that book changed your life and you need to stop and say thank you. Because sometimes we we think of celebrities or we think of people in the media uh, that write books, that do podcasts, that, you know, reach multitudes of people. We don't think of them as individual Christ followers. We don't realize what they're going through in their own lives. And how much that thank you might mean to them. You know, I I can think of certain musical artists that I can't imagine my life without the influence of their music in my formative years. It's not that I can probably send a thank you and, and like mail it to their home address. But I may be able to reach out on one of the social media platforms and just say thank you for your faithfulness to sing God's word. Who is it? Who do you need to reach out and either verbally say thank you or send a thank you in some way, shape, or form? So we've been walking our way through the books of First and Second Samuel. We're on 2 Samuel 2, 4 through 7. So the background. So at the end of First Samuel, we read about the deaths of King Saul and his three sons, Jonathan and two of his brothers. And it was, it was ugly. The Philistines defeated the Israelites. David was not in the battle on either side by God's hand of providence. And let me just read 1 Samuel 31, 8 through 13, and listen specifically for what the people of Jabesh Gilead did. So starting in verse eight, the next day when the Philistines went out to strip the dead, they found the bodies of Saul and his three sons on Mount Gilboa. So they cut off Saul's head. Yes, I really just read that. Cut off Saul's head and stripped off his armor. Then they proclaimed the good news of Saul's death in their pagan temple and to the people throughout the land of Philistia. They placed his armor in the temple of the Ashtoreths, And they fastened his body to the wall of the city of Bethshon. In other words, they were doing everything they could, not only to heap embarrassment on the legacy of King Saul and his sons, but also on the people of Israel and the God of Israel. I pause just because... It was just such a sad time in the history of Israel. King Saul made some really bad decisions. And in the midst of that, he did not 
help spread the name of God to the nations. But the verses that I want you to key in on are 11 through 13. But when the people of Jabesh Gilead, so that's within Israel, Jabesh Gilead heard what the Philistines had done to Saul, all their mighty warriors traveled through the night to Bethshon and took the bodies of Saul and his sons down from the wall. They brought them to Jabesh where they, where they burned the bodies. Then they took their bones and buried them beneath the tamarisk tree at Jabesh. And they fasted for seven days. In other words, they risked their lives to give Saul and his sons an honorable burial. And then they publicly mourned by fasting for seven days. In other words, they showed respect to the commander-in-chief of the Israelite army and his sons. And so, I don't know, what about a month ago, we talked about David hearing about the death of Saul, Jonathan, and two of Saul's other sons, and how it tore David up. David wrote a funeral song, and we went through that. And now in 2 Samuel 2, 4 through 7, we look at just three verses, well, four verses this week. And... It's all about saying thank you. So this is this is about David. It says in verse 4, it says, Then the men of, men of Judah came to David and anointed him king over the people of Judah. So we could just stop right there and like spend some significant time, but we're not going to. David, when he was a young man, God sent the prophet Samuel to anoint David because he would be the future king of all of Israel. We're going to see that David has waited at least a good 10 years, really probably over that, but at least a good 10 years while he was running from Saul and his, you know, the green-eyed monster. David has been waiting for that fulfilled promise. And now he is anointed king, but he's not anointed king of all Israel. It's going to take, I didn't look at look at the text, but I think it's seven years between when he's anointed king of Judah, just the territory of Judah, the, the land of Judah, before he really becomes king of all Israel. We'll talk more about that in future lessons. So, When David heard that the men of Jabesh-Gilead had buried Saul, he sent them a message. May the Lord bless you for being so loyal to your master Saul and giving him a decent burial. May the Lord be loyal to you in return and reward you with his unfailing love. And I too will reward you for what you have done. Now that Saul is dead, I ask you to be my strong and loyal subjects like the people of Judah who have anointed me as their new king. So here, David, he's just been anointed the king of Judah. Like this is a major promotion for somebody who's been a fugitive for all these years, but he stops. He stops with his busy schedule and he sends a message telling the people of Jabesh Gilead, thank you. Thank you for honoring Saul. And when I read that, it just stopped me in my tracks. 
And it caused me to just think about the importance of stopping and saying thank you. And we're going to read a few verses from the New Testament that are about the importance of gratitude. And even though it's specifically gratitude toward Christ, it still applies. It still applies. So let's look at Luke 17, 11 through 19. As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus, shouting, Praise God! He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. So this is a text we could you know, spend the entire podcast talking about in detail. But what I want you to focus on is just the reminder that there were 10 men healed. And if you really think about it, there are 10 men with leprosy. And more than likely, they had been ostracized from their families because of their leprosy. And so it's a very good possibility that the nine that didn't come to tell Jesus thank you probably were going back home and seeing their families for the first time in years. So, you know, sometimes we we don't stop and think about the details of the stories. But that's at least a very good possibility that as soon as they presented themselves to the priest, the only thing on their minds was going home, holding their babies, kissing their wives. But one of them stopped. And this this former leper may very well have had a family as well may very well had people he wanted to see desperately. But he took the time to go and say thank you. And this story has always struck me. I I can't tell you how many times that I've taught it around Thanksgiving each year. Because I just think it's, it's, it's a great reminder to all of us You know, they didn't live in a fast-paced world back then. We live in a buzzing world. At least in the U.S., but in many other countries as well. Where we we move. We, We rarely stop. We don't even stop for stop signs. Forget about stopping to meditate on God's Word. Stopping to go out of our way to tell somebody thank you. But we should. Just because everybody's running around and are busy, busy, busy does not mean that we are doing what the Lord has placed us here to do. And one of those 
things, task that the Lord expects of us is to be grateful. To be grateful to God first and foremost, but to express our gratitude to other human beings. You know, you just, you just don't know how much it may matter to the other person. We know it touches God's heart when we say thank you. God's heart. We can touch God's heart if we will just stop and say, thank you, Father. But stopping to thank someone who's made a difference in your life. So I wrote two other cards today because I had two people who went out of their way to help me with a task. It's a task that is very hard for me to do on my own. And they took time out of their schedule and took care of it for me. And I I needed to say thank you. And I wanted to do it not just in a, hey, thank you so much. I really wanted to write it this time. And God is really working on my heart today of others that I need to stop and say thank you to while there is time. And the while there is time, maybe that the other person, I won't get that opportunity again. Or maybe I go see Jesus and I don't have that opportunity. But like when has someone said thank you to you and you were just blown away? Like you had no idea that you had made such a difference. So I remember being in seminary and it was a challenging semester. They were all challenging in in one way or another, but there was this one particular semester where I was having a, a rough time. And out of the blue, I got a thank you note from someone I had taught, I don't know, 10 years earlier, I guess, at least, that I'd been a part of their youth leadership. And it was such the phenomenal thank you. I hope with everything that I, because I'm a pack rat, with everything that I have, I hope I have that note somewhere. Because I, it just touched me so much and it just gave me such encouragement in that, time where I so needed encouragement. So this day, this very day, who do you need to tell thank you? And don't just be like me and how I have struggled for so long and have good intentions, but not get it done. The Apostle Paul in his writing to the Philippians in Philippians 1.3 says, Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. When I say that, who comes to your mind? You know, it may be somebody who's in your life now. Or it may be someone who was in your life 20-something years ago. 
And they sowed seeds in you that are still growing. Take the time. Like you can print cards online if you don't want to run to some sort of store and get some. You can print them online, create them online, all well, whatever. Whatever it takes in order to express the gratitude you feel in your heart. And as you're expressing that gratitude, pray for them. Because you have no idea what that heaping of thanks may do for them in this season of life. It's possible that they feel as though They've not made a difference. And Satan is whispering in their ear or taking a megaphone and trying to convince them to give up because you know, what difference does it make? And your thank you note, your thank you call, gives them the encouragement to press on and to continue to faithfully sow seeds of the gospel. So as we close out this day, Stop. Ask God. If there's not somebody who comes to mind immediately, ask God to reveal to you who has been there. Who is it do you need to say thank you to? And then don't end this day with intentions. End this day with a, I went ahead and did what I knew I needed to do. And Send it away with a prayer. So thank you so much for tuning in. Still have the Encouraging Others and Loving Jesus Facebook group. I've been posting a lot of things in there uh, during the week. Just would, you know, love for you to participate in that. Also, if you have any questions for me, any prayer requests, you can reach out at encouragingothersandlovingjesus at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what's going on with you. I'd love to know how I can pray for you. And as we close out this week, remember it's always a trust and obey kind of day. Mm-hmm.